Compulsive Overeating Diary, Episode 2. Show notes, compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day, D-A-Y, 2. Welcome to the show. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never really blows. It's a windy day here in La Crescenta, so I'm getting ready to go take another walk. But the good news from the wind is that I get to hear my beautiful wind chimes. I really appreciate how they sound. So I'm going to try to take this as encouragement that try to find something good in things that aren't the best. (laughs) That's That's really hard to do. Well, today I submitted my podcast this new one into iTunes and man was it a pain in the butt it was really a pain in the butt because what you do I don't know how many of you are full of technical expertise but I actually used to be a database developer and a web developer and I'm usually pretty good with figuring out technical troubles and troubleshooting but when you go to submit the your podcast into the iTunes store it shows you a preview of your feed like what you what you named the show the description of the show and then it also tells you the category so for example I might like to have had this in the category health and a subcategory of self-help now that might have made sense but if I had the health category at all it dropped down to sexuality Now, I don't have any problem with some good sexuality, but for sure, this is not where this podcast would belong. And I tried it with each and every category there was. No matter what category I put into my podcast description feed, what iTunes showed me when I was doing the submission process was the bottom category, (laughs) or the bottom subcategory. And so what did I do is I tried to contact support with Apple. Oh my God, (laughs) what a nightmare. If you finally do get through with an email case, what they tell you to do is just all of the stuff that you would have done already. Oh, there's my friend the dog. Glad that he's behind the fence still. So I spent several hours with that. Finally, I called up on the phone for a hardware support guy just to try to talk to a voice. Got him. He recommended that I become a, an Apple developer just so that I could st- put in a support ticket and get report the bug. Well, I gave up. After about four hours of that folder all, I went ahead and submitted this podcast under Society and Culture personal journal, which is really what this is, is a personal journal of mine. But it defaulted down into travel, so we'll see when it's actually in the the Apple Store whether or not we are a travel podcast or a personal journal podcast. Well, 
you might have been fast forwarding by now because this is really boring for someone who hasn't been through it, but it does illustrate a point. Today was a screwed up, whacked up day. I didn't get anything done that I was planning to do. I didn't get up early and take my walk like I like to do. You know, I did eat a, a good breakfast of oatmeal and a banana. And I was spent a day in frustration. And I did not eat over it. That's right. This is like day eight, I guess, since I started to revamp my eating habits again and pay attention to what I was feeling and how I was eating. And I did not rush to the cupboard to find the Tostitos. Though having crunchy chip type things is really what I like to eat when I'm feeling frustrated. Didn't even go for the chocolate, though that would make me feel better with the serotonin. Nope. I just struggled along one step at a time until I either solved my issues or got to the place where I said, you know what, this is as good as it's going to get for today and I'll have to figure it out some other time. That's big. I don't know about you, but I'm really a kind of a control freak. I like to try to account for eventualities. I like to try to make sure things go right. And to that end, we're getting down to the freeway portion of my walk, so I think I'm gonna stop talking until we hit more down to the park. Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. Go Seahawks! That's the only time I'm ever going to say that. I'm not a big sports fan, and my husband, the wonderful Mark, and I don't even have television in the, in the traditional sense. We just have Netflix or watch online stuff on our TV. And so I didn't even know that the Seahawks had won until my niece posted it on Facebook. It was on Facebook checking out some of the links that I was working on for the podcast. So how pathetic is that, right? The whole rest of the country is busy celebrating and having parties and going out for drinks and cheering for Denver or cheering for Seattle. But I spent all day Sunday trying to put together the feed for this podcast, right? But that's what makes me happy. And it kind of makes me happy. I didn't have to contend with worrying about how much I was going to eat at the Super Bowl party or how much I was going to have to not eat today to make up for the Super Bowl party. Now, one of the features that many eating disorders have in common from what I understand, now I've never had anorexia, I've never had bulimia where I wanted to purge. I did get into exercise bulimia a bit at the end of my stint with Weight Watchers because it was really tough to lose the last 10 pounds. And so I really kind of got into the, I need to exercise for a couple of hours 
before I eat to make sure that I burnt the calories and kind of got a little bit into that mindset. But I have had compulsive overeating and I definitely suffer, I believe, from binge eating disorder, even though that's a fairly recently diagnosed type condition that anyone could have. It kind of fits me. But I will go through times the compulsive overeating part is more the being drawn to food for all reasons outside of just the deliciousness of the food. I don't really count that. If you're eating because it is a party or food is super delicious and you're taking your time and enjoying it, I don't count that really as a problem. Not even if you overeat on that day. At least that's my view. Anytime that you're enjoying food as food, that's not really the compulsion. All right, now I'm walking by some ladies, have some cute little dogs and cute little. Oh, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, hi there, babies. Yeah. They have their sweaters on because, as I said, it's kind of a windy day. Back to the compulsions. Well, what makes something a compulsion in my mind is when one, you can't stop thinking about that. Now, most people that have compulsive overeating, and for me, that's definitely true, it's on my mind constantly. What did I eat? What will I eat? What should I eat? Did I eat too much? Will I get to eat more? That's the on the mind part. Then the mindless part is, because my rational brain knows darn well that half a bag of chips or a whole bag of chips, given the, <laughs> given the situation, is not good. It really doesn't even taste good. If you actually ate a whole bag of Lay's potato chips, they're not gonna taste good to you by the time you get to the end. Okay, so having like 1,500 calories or more at one pop with all that fat and salt. In my rational mind, I know that's not good. To have three bowls of cereal in a row just for the pleasure of the crunching of it and slurping up the milk of it, that's not good. But when you flip over, it's like a switch where you're not thinking with your rational mind. You're thinking almost not thinking. You're, you're like in the weird subconscious lizard brain where I just want what I want. And you can tell with me, I can tell because I start to check out. I'm not thinking about anything else. Not about my worries, not about my happiness, not about anything, just putting that food in and I'm eating very fast. It gets faster and faster. Just like, you know, an addict who can't wait to get that heroin in their arm. Poor Philip Seymour Hoffman. Boy, that was sad news. You know, but it's kind of, it can kind of come from the same place, these addictions. You know, I used to smoke long ago, and it came from that. 
and I'm not an alcoholic, but I can get so I like to drink sometimes. And if, again, I don't get worried if I'm having a nice glass of wine with my dinner and it's tasting good. And I don't get worried if my friends are over and we're having a martini. I love to make up drinks and things. But I do get worried if the thought crosses my mind like, oh, I'm all stressed. I'll reward myself with a beer or a drink. And that doesn't happen to me too often because alcohol is not my drug of choice. Normally what I'll think is, oh, that was a hard day. I think I'll reward myself with a big bowl of ice cream. And maybe the first bowl, <laughs> they won't even say that. I might tell, just have, I'll have some ice cream. And the first bowl might even be a reasonable size. And I'll think, oh, that tasted so good. I think I'll have some more and then some more. And with each passing bowl or serving, it will just become faster and faster until the pleasure ceases, the guilt steps in. And then I might have thoughts like, well, there's only a third of this package of ice cream left. I might as well eat it all. I might as well finish this. And tomorrow I can start over eating well. How many times have you guys felt that? I'm raising my hand now. I've felt that almost every day. Now today was Monday and it was coincidence that I started my, my decision to think about what I eat and what I feel on a Monday last week. And when I got weighed, I was almost 225 pounds. Not quite, but close enough to scare the bejesus out of me. I haven't been that heavy since I lost the weight originally when I started around 300 pounds way back when, 15 years ago. But it wasn't just the number that scared me. It was how I was feeling, how lethargic I was, how out of breath I was, how most of my day tended to be built around what's on Netflix. Can I lay down on the sofa? Do I have some stretchy pants that don't cut me in half and don't feel tight? You know, that's kind of where my mind was thinking. It was again, to the absence of pain, not anything towards true pleasure, true goals, true reward. And that picture that Mark took of me, it's on a blog post <laughs> called The Monkey. If you go to dailyventuretales.com slash monkey, you will see that was kind of my aha moment this time around. Now I'm very scared to say that, oh yes, things are gonna be great forever. Cause I've been down this road. I've done well, whether on a traditional diet, like Weight Watchers, or even trying to do a non-traditional program like going through the book, Overcoming Compulsive Eating or Overcoming Binge Eating. I'll have to look up that. That's actually a very good book. I'll try to find it and put that link on the website for you. And that one's pretty good because it gets you thinking more about the emotions under the food. But you know what? No matter how much emotions you uncover, that can be extremely helpful in understanding yourself and coming up with new choices if you actually will decide 
to bring your choice to the conscious level. But that I need to say, I really hate Apple today. I'm really mad about what happened technologically with my podcast submission. I'm really not appreciating my support experience that was frustrating. I think I will. You know, to actually think to yourself, I think I will go to the cupboard and eat some chips over that. No, that's not usually how it goes. What usually happens is I have that feeling, that emotion, that experience. Next thing you know, the chips are gone. Now I want to switch to something sweet, the more salty, then the pants are unbuttoned, and I'm feeling really guilty, washing it down maybe with some water, and then feeling a pit of despair. Now, how did that benefit me, you might think? Well, if I felt that way, I wouldn't be having to deal with the two problems of what will I do with my podcast feed, right? This is a habit that I got into from a young age. To let food be my distraction. Let the worry of food be my pain. And it's really easy to say. In fact, because when I got the scale this week, I'm down, so now I'm at 221. So I lost almost four pounds this week. That's not unusual on the first week of a diet when you're as heavy as I am. But I do feel a lot better just from losing you know, some of the water bloat. My pants are fitting much better and I do have more energy. But how many of us have started on Monday, had a good week or two, you know? That's because we usually start a diet. That's what I call it, starting a diet when the pain of how we are is greater than the pain of giving up that crutch. And then we kind of power through. Like, oh, I'm frustrated. I wish I could eat the chips, but no, I'm on a diet. No, I'm not gonna do it. And that's kind of the mindset. And if you can go long enough, you'll start to lose the weight, get some positive reinforcement, of other people noticing, like, oh, you're looking fantastic, Lori. What are you doing? They'll share their tips, you know. The first part of the diet is hard because you're not eating as much as you did. And, you know, all these articles are crap that say, like, oh, just give up one scoop of ice cream and you will lose your pound. No, that's one scoop of ice cream if you are already eating on your maintenance level. If you're going from the... I'm gonna eat whatever I want and binge every now and again level. That's a lot of calories compared to 1,500, a lot. So the first few days of that kind of range feels like starvation almost. I have to eat a ton of salad, a lot of things to make myself feel a little more full. I won't lie to you, it's tough. But after about three or four days, my appetite tends to settle down and I notice that I start to slow down in my eating naturally because if all you've got in your calorie allowance is one little square of chocolate as a treat, well, man, you've got to make that chocolate last a long time. And sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, I can't even have that one square because the sugar will trigger me into another binge. 
what my body wants and what I want emotionally varies day to day. So even if I found the perfect program, the perfect book, I couldn't tell you, here, go do this. This will fix it all. Because it doesn't. You know, I think the best chance that you've got is to look inside yourself. Hi there. Just said hello to a gentleman who's walking by, doing his walk. But to look inside yourself and try to really pay attention to what you're feeling and what you're wanting. Because even if what you're wanting is, I'm going to eat that whole bag of potato chips, you're ahead of the game if you can actually force yourself to know that's what you want. I know how many calories are in all these chips. I know I'm going to feel like crap. I know all of this. But nothing else is going to solve my pain right now like that would. So I'm going to do it. Okay, it doesn't sound like very good advice, does it? But I still say, for me, that's a start of a, a good progress if I actually bring that binge behavior up to my conscious mind, where I'm knowing what I'm doing, knowing that I'm making a choice. Because as soon as you know that you're making a choice, then you're free to make a different choice. If you let your subconscious and habit behaviors just take you over like a tidal wave, which is really easy to do, then you feel like a piece of driftwood in that tidal wave. You've got no choice. You're just thrown against the beach and slammed senseless wherever you are from whatever you've done. And you feel a sense of hopelessness that is just horrible. I know, I've been there. So it still remains to be seen whether this podcast, like right now, is pretty easy because I did well, right? What if it hadn't? What if I was pissed off at the Apple support guy and I went to the store and got myself a gallon of ice cream and ate most of it? Well, I'd be brave enough to come online and tell you this is what I did. Well, I'm making a commitment that yes, I will. This is my overeating, my compulsive overeating diary. And just the fact that I say out loud how I feel, what I weigh, what I choose to do is helping me. And if it would help you to tell me, then please give me a call. The Daily Adventure phone hotline is the same as for this. I'll get them just the same. And that phone number is 206-666-2035. Again, 206-666-2035. And I'd be happy to hear from you. And I'd also really, really be happy if you'll come to my website, dailyadventuretales.com slash day two or over or compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day two. Again, they're both the same thing. Just have the compulsive overeating diary as a section of that website. So they'll both take you there. And please post me a comment. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you have any questions. Or just say, yay, Lori, we're proud of you <laughs> that you didn't eat the chips. Because any support would mean the world to me. And believe me, I would love to give you some support too. And don't forget, if you're a blogger or podcaster, 
Or if you just like this podcast, <laughs> come to sparkpeople.com and you can join my team there. Healthy Balance for Podcasters and Blockers. And I'll put that link on the show notes too. Well, now comes the worst part of my walk <laughs> because I walk downhill from my house. I get to walk uphill on the way home. The good news is at least I can walk. It's a nice day. And when I get home, I'll get to hear those wind chimes again. Talk to you soon. Seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be holding on to anything again. I'm letting go. Side.